We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in to Lakers Nation Live. The Lakers pick up the big win against the Grizzlies, and this is what we've been asking for, a dominant win, a stress-free win for the Los Angeles Lakers. This game was not close. The Lakers, even along the way, tied a franchise record for threes with 22 made. Yeah, that's probably going to increase their three-point percentage just a bit. Positive regression. Welcome. Where have you been all season? The Lakers get the job done against Memphis. Plus, fights going on around the NBA. We got a little skirmish in the Lakers game. We've got crazy things happening over in, in the Golden State Warriors game. We'll talk a little bit about that. And of course, when we got to talk about people being put in headlocks, who better to have on than my guy, Scorpio Sky? Sky, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm feeling good. Man, I love a game like that where it's just, stress-free i like a little bit of the chippiness early i know we're going to probably get into all of that but that was fun yeah absolutely i mean st the stress-free just cruising to a win we've been asking for one of these games and boy the lakers sure delivered and you know what it was actually really important i think that they delivered this kind of game tonight because they play tomorrow night and i think it matters that lebron james and anthony davis got to stay glued to the bench in the fourth quarter god i love that I was really hoping we didn't have like a second half collapse where they may go on this big run mm -hmm. and we have to play them down the stretch. It, I mean, you couldn't ask for anything better. They executed. I don't know. Does, does Anthony Davis just hate the Grizzlies? What did he have? 12 blocks or something like just <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous, especially Jaron Jackson Jr. I mean, you almost feel bad for him. Almost. Yeah, almost. Not, not quite. Yeah, I think that AD, I don't think he liked that Jaron Jackson Jr. got the defensive player of the year last year. So it's like whenever he sees the Grizzlies, he's like, man, I'm going to show everybody who the real defensive player of the year is, or as I call him, the people's defensive player of the year, because he, I mean, he just takes it all out on Memphis. Six blocks in this game. Yeah, and there was something behind those blocks. Uh, yeah. I definitely like the one on Desmond Bain, too, where he just dropped, I mean, he annihilated him. Oh, God, it just, I, I just love it. I love it when this team is clicking like this. It, this it, These, these kind of games, look, the, the pressure cookers, where you win at the buzzer or something like that. Like those are all time games that you will never forget because of the stress that you went through, right? We think about Robert Ory for three against the Kings and Derek Fisher's point four and all that. This game is not going to live in our memories the way those games were, certainly because those are playoff games, but also blowouts we tend to not remember quite as much unless it's like the Lakers blow out the Heat in game six for the championship in 2020 or something like that. But, but this was much needed. We've been through so many close games, two overtime games already, just to have a nice, relaxing, easy stroll. Thank you, Memphis. That was that was absolutely fantastic. And again, the Lakers got it going from three. Um, welcome in, by the way. Everybody coming in from YouTube, from Facebook, from uh, X. We'll be taking your questions and comments as we go through the night. Quick programming note, uh, Sean Davis is under the weather, so there will not be a Lakers Nation post-post game show coming up after this one. So just be aware of that. I'm just going to be this show for everybody tonight, but we still have plenty of Lakers basketball to talk. So we'll start jumping into things here. I'll put on the box score in just a minute, but let's kick things off 
with a super chat coming in from Andrew Lee. So the best part is we got to rest AD and LeBron. Love their energy, our defense, our play execution. Three-point positive regression is beautiful. The depth is showing. Also loved AD's shove. Love when he shows that fire. Man, it was just a tense night around the NBA. I don't know if it was the tournament that had people on edge, but AD shoving Santi Aldama and then and then uh, T-Rex Arms himself, Des Bain comes in and, and tries to like start something with Eddie. I think Des was trying to put a second technical on Anthony Davis in that moment to try to get him out of the game. And then D'Lo, you could say he took one for the team. He comes in and moves Desmond Bain out of the way, picked up a technical for it. But if I'm Darvin Ham, I'm telling D'Angelo Russell, you did the exact right thing, getting Desmond Bain the hell away from Anthony Davis so he doesn't wind up getting accidentally kicked out of the game. Yeah, he did. That was the perfect thing. A great thing. A really good teammate there stepping in at the right time, and, and he did take one for the team. Um, I don't know if it was that moment, but Anthony Davis was fired up after that. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a possession, you know, a little while later where he was he was just calling for the ball, and they didn't get it to him. We, we ended up... Uh, getting like a three in the key and he was furious over yeah. it. And, you know, obviously like you never want to get hit with anything like that, but um, that lit a fire under Anthony Davis. And that was something special to see because he was locked in really the entire team. I loved the defense. They were so locked in and they were yeah. playing string and it was, it was a beautiful sight to see. There was a play early on where the Lakers chased multiple Memphis Grizzlies off the three-point line. It turned into a Desmond Bain pull-up jumper that he made. But while doing the play-by-play over on playback, I said that was a great defensive possession. The, the end result was a made basket, but the Lakers, if they do that throughout the game, they're going to just roll in this game because their defense, like you're saying, it was on point. Now, Memphis, they're lacking in offensive weapons, and so that can certainly help make your defense look good. But still, I thought the Lakers' rotations – they did what they needed to do in this game, and that was great to see. Um, I've got the the stat sheet up here for YouTube viewers. By the way, podcast listeners, of course, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, those of you guys listening after the fact, welcome in to you guys as well. Um, we sure do appreciate all of you. But you look at this stat sheet. Look how many players are in double figures with their scoring. You've got Cam Reddish with 10, LeBron with 16, AD with 19, 24 for D'Angelo Russell. We need to talk about him. 16 for Austin Reeves, 23 for Rui Hachimura. Welcome back, Rui. And then 11 from Jackson Hayes. That, I mean, this was everybody got in on the act here. Everybody was scoring the basketball. The ball was moving. Everybody was having fun. This was a blast to watch this game. The depth is showing. You said it a few moments ago. I mean, the like this team when healthy and you and and they don't, they don't even have all their guys back yet but you can see like this is what we were envisioning uh when they when they made all the signings and and put this team together in the offseason guys mm-hmm. that can like get the job done and it's not 100% relied on LeBron James and Anthony Davis and I mean it was great to see uh, I mean D'Angelo Russell is he's playing with so much confidence on both ends of the floor I love it and Cam Reddish, speaking of both ends of the floor, I mean, he's going after every pass. He is, I mean, yeah. he's finding his way to get his hands on so many passing in, in so many passing lanes. And he is shooting the ball with such confidence, especially from that corner. It's just so good to see. I mean, I, I can't say enough good things about it. Yeah, Cam Reddish, three of five from three tonight. So you'll certainly, certainly take that. Let's uh let's get into this though. Superstar of the night. I think we've got some non-traditional options here. Sky, who do you who do you think was the superstar of the night? I got to go with Anthony Davis. Okay. I mean, the defensive presence that he brings, six blocks. Um, I think we were sometime somewhere in the third quarter. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies had 16 points in the paint. <laughs> and like, you know, like that's it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he just had he had the entire paint on lock. And he obviously got it done on the offensive end as well. So for me, it's Anthony Davis. All right. that I think you can, with the six blocks, the aggression he played with, absolutely a worthy recipient. Since you went AD, I'll give a shout out to D'Angelo Russell. Uh, six of eight from three. He had it going. Kind of reminded me of the game where he, he ended Memphis' season uh, in the playoffs. He got it going then. 
in this game again, six of eight from three, 25 points, five assists, everything just looked effortless for D'Angelo Russell. So I want to give him some credit there on that one. I see most of the chat saying Anthony Davis, and I agree. But since Sky went with it with AD, I'll go D'Lo and give him some praise for what he did in this game tonight. Yeah, D'Lo was great. I love to see it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Let's, uh, oh, shout out. We've got some new channel members, Francisco Rojas. You guys, if you want to check out the YouTube channel membership program that we've got, there's the join button that you can find. There's also a link in all of our uh, descriptions. You can check out the perks that we offer. Welcome in our new channel members. Uh, you do get even as little as, you know, some extra emojis and things like that. Of course, the big thing, you're helping support the channel, help keep the lights on and all of that, but also helping out um, with uh, some content. There's going to be that aspect of it. And there's also going to be uh, some added bonus videos and things like that that you get when you're a channel member. So welcome in to all of you. And there's Brad again, gifting a channel membership. Always appreciate it, Brad. So cool to see people caring and sharing and all of that. B0 did it as well. Very, very cool. Very cool. All right. Uh, let's get to this. <laughs> LA is the 17 Golden State Warriors. That three-point shooting made me emotional. Well, this team, I believe they ranked, I want to say it was either 29th or 30th in three-point percentage coming into the game. I've been saying for a while, I don't think they're really that bad. They were like 29 or 30% from three. Like, I don't think they're going to be a good three-point shooting team. But you knew there was going to be improvements coming. They weren't always going to float around that percentage. I didn't expect this, that they would just go crazy from behind the three-point line. But here they do, 63% from three. Sky, all I can say is I hope they save some of these for the Kings tomorrow night. Yeah, that's my worry as well. Um, 63%, you can't expect that to happen too often. Um I, I I agree with you. I don't think they are a 29 to 30 percent three point shooting team. They're certainly not a 63 percent. Uh, you know, hopefully they can get in that 35, 38 range. I mean, I think that would be enough. Uh, certainly wouldn't be upset if there was more. But um, you know, they 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 did what they had to do. You know, they hit their shots. Cam Reddish, like you said, I think would it was three of five. I mean, it's right in front of me, but it's very small. But <laughs> and D'Angelo Russell, I mean, he was just. I mean, he just didn't miss. It felt like every t every single time he shot the ball, you in your mind thought like, yeah, that's going in. That that looks good. And so, you know, hopefully we can have a lot of nights like this and and get that percentage up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's what you need is just chip away and get that that three point percentage up. And if you can become a threat out there, it changes the way teams defend you. We've seen teams starting to really drop into the paint and dare the Lakers to shoot threes. Nights like this, they're going to prevent that from happening and they're going to open things up in the paint that much more um what did you think of the uh, since this is the first time we've seen it what'd you think of the floor it was the the in-season tournament court the debut of it for the lakers as well as the city edition jersey for this season yeah i was worried that the yellow was going to be a little too bright but when I, when i actually saw it it wasn't too bad it, and and i actually like i'm kind of on the fence about the floors um the mm -hmm. novelty of them is kind of cool where it's just like like it's very eye-catching and it's like okay this is this is really really different it feels like you're not watching the nba a little bit um but i will say you do get you like i don't want to say you get used to it but like you forget about it as yeah. as the game progresses you know by you by the time you get to like the second quarter or maybe even the end of the first quarter you're not really thinking about the court at first or anymore like you were at first so um yeah, you know, and, and as far as the jerseys go, I wasn't, I wasn't hot on them um, when I first saw them as as well. But um, you know, anything with the with the purple and gold, and you throw some black together, like it, it's going to grow on you, and it's going to like it's always kind on the eyes, in my opinion. I'm I like the jerseys themselves. I'm not a fan of the triangle pattern with the lettering. I I know it's a throwback and all of that kind of stuff, but. Like I think I would I would like the jersey a lot more just if it had the traditional Lakers script saying Lakers and you know in purple or something like that on that maybe with gold trim or I don't know or even in gold with purple trim or whatever I think that's where I would like the jersey uh, a bit more but again that kind of takes away the whole point of making it a kind of a an, uh, a throwback or a callback to those early '60s Lakers teams um, the the floor itself yeah I wasn't I was worried about it that it was going to be too bright. 
I was pleased to see that 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 yellowish guy, I can't even call it gold. It was kind of a it was more muted than I expected. So that was nice. Um, and by the early in the game, it was tough. I, I noticed it a lot as the game went on, though, especially when those threes were raining. I didn't notice it nearly so much. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, it, it's it's very bold with the with the yellow and then the black jerseys. And, yeah, uh, you know, with the and then the purple. And so it, it's definitely something that you have to get used to. Obviously, it, there's not going to be a crazy amount of those games, but um, it's interesting. That's that's the best thing you could say about it. I mean, it's it's interesting. Uh, Miguel Zambrano said, finally, a non-stressful game. Yeah, I, I do think the tournament is adding a little bit of, like there's a little bit more to the players. I, I think they're approaching these games with a little bit more aggression, a little bit more focus, intensity, whatever word you want to use. I'm That's kind of been my league-wide notice here, that what, I, what I've really taken away from the tournament games. And if that's what you get, then great, we'll take it. And you know what? If the Lakers can hit threes on this floor, use this floor all the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you know i was actually listening to you and keith smith talk about that on the the front office podcast yeah. earlier today uh cheap plug uh thank you <laughs> i appreciate it i appreciate it of course uh, I, I i love the show i listen to it all the time or i watch it as well but um yeah i mean if if players are kind of getting up for these types of games and and it's creating interest and and people are tuning in i think that's a great thing and and anything that's going to make november games more exciting and and like mean more is good and it, and, it, and it's good for the league and it's good for basketball fans because we're seeing a better product yeah absolutely uh, yeah that's it that's it you're gonna see if we're seeing better basketball if that's the end result of the tournament i'll take it even if people get tired of the advertisements or they don't like the floors or whatever if we get better basketball out of it sign me up Sign me up. Uh, it's Fiddle said best defensive player in the world. Get mad haters is getting his defensive player of the year this year. Book it. It's a parade inside my city. Yeah. What do you think? AD defensive player of the year. Is it happening this year? I sure hope so. You know, I mean, it's, it's so long overdue. I don't like that. They put a, a number on the, the amount of games yeah. you have to play. Well, I believe it's 65. Yes. Because it's, to me, that creates an issue where, like, let's say Anthony Davis plays 59 games. I'm hoping he, you know, plays a lot more than that. But, you know, in this hypothetical, let's say he plays 59 games, but he's by far the, the best defensive player in the game, like, which I believe he is. They're going to give the award to a guy that doesn't deserve it, you know, and, and so, like, you're going to kind of look back at, at some of these awards and, and they kind of almost have that, well, attendance award type of right you participation right? yeah participation award right you know it's just like oh well he showed up more you know even though he wasn't he clearly wasn't as good but he was there more and so i i don't like that they put a number on it uh that being said i hope that doesn't matter i hope he plays you know 81 games this year i think he only, he only missed one right so uh and, and and he deserves it he's the best defensive player in basketball and and it's not i mean you could say it's close obviously with Giannis. you know i, I was about mm -hmm. to say it's not even close but obviously i'm biased but from what i've seen it's anthony davis i mean you put him up head to head with last year's defensive player of the year and you're right it's not close it's not close. He is, and he's deserving of a, of a defensive player of the year award. Just got to play enough games, I think, in order to get it. All right, we're going to do one more, and then we'll get into the star in your role award. Koa said, Blue Memphis out, rested superstars in the third. AD made Jaron Jackson Jr. his son again. New franchise record, well, tied the franchise record for threes, 22. Uh, teams having that 2020 fun. Both Clippers and Warriors suffer heartbreaking losses. This is cinema. AD player of the year, uh, defensive player of the year. So, yeah, you know what? It kind of like this was a good night. The Clippers lost, the Warriors lost, and the Lakers win in a in a blowout to the team that just beat the Clippers. That that's a that's a damn good night, Sky. Yeah, it it, it feels good. Yeah, it absolutely feels good. I, I'm not gonna. Sorry to my Clipper fan friends, but. Uh... Yeah, I mean, we're all kind of celebrating this. It's 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 a lot of fun. I I, I don't I, I know this isn't the Clippers show, but I don't know what's going on with them. That is, I was following the score, and it looked like they were going to maybe pull it out for a moment, but just 
yeah, I don't know, fell apart. And, and I'm, it is what it is, though. The Lakers won, you know, and and that's what that's what matters the most. Subtraction by addition, apparently, for uh, yeah. for James Harden and the Clippers. We'll see. I still think they're going to eventually get things figured out. Ty Lue will. But, I mean, this is, I think it's a six-game losing streak now for them. I hope you're wrong, let's keep, Trevor. Let's keep it going. Keep going streaking. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah six game losing. I love that for them. Keep it going. I love. Yeah, I love. I love that for them. All right, the star in your role. Chat. Let us know who should be who of the other guys. And I guess I should have left the box score up, but who should be the star in your role from this game? Star in your role. Remember, this award is about who you thought played their role the best. It doesn't have to be the best player. Who do you think went in and executed what the Lakers needed them to do the best? So, Sky, who do you think that that would be in this game? So, you gave him the superstar of the night. I'm giving him the game ball, uh, D'Angelo Russell. Um, I like it. He shot the ball well. His passing this season has been incredible. I mean, the finds he's had... I mean, he's just hitting guys in their spots. He's hitting them in 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 good, you know, and in, in flow, and and he's just playing with the flow of the game. He's he's playing a, a really hard on the defensive end. He's looking for Anthony Davis, which I love to see, and you can kind of see that chemistry building between the two of them, which could be something great for years to come. Uh, it's for me, it's D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, that's it. That's a great pick. That's a great pick. I'm seeing the chat. I'm seeing a lot of D'Angelo Russell. I'm seeing a lot of Rui Hachimura, who did. I mean, man, he really got on a heater. I was begging him to shoot a three. I don't think they knew late in the game. I don't think they knew that they could break the team record if they hit one more three. So Uh. they kept taking pull-ups and twos and, and attacking and stuff. But Rui, again, finishing with 23 points in this game, three boards, but eight of 10 shooting and three of three from three. But in terms of... I, I I don't I hesitate to say he's back, but Austin Reeves, four for four from three, five of nine from the field, twelve rebounds, seven assists, sixteen points. Austin just getting it done, and I hope this is a sign that he's back. The Lakers they need him to be that high efficiency scorer, to be the guy that's going to initiate the offense, particularly when he's staggering these minutes with D'Angelo Russell a bit. So I'm going to go, even though you know, D'Lo was the, the star in your role for me, I'm going to go with the other guard, and I'll go Austin Reeves. That is a great pick, and I agree with you. Austin Reeves is back. He is back. <laughs> I don't know if it was the haircut, whatever it is. And, and he's looked good for several games now. So that's why I'm comfortable saying he's back. Yeah, so he's all those been. People, yeah, that were, that were cheering and celebrating and, and praying on his downfall. You guys are having you're you're gonna have a bad year. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he seems to be back into rhythm, and that's what most of the Lakers players were saying. He just needed to get his legs under him, and that seems to be where he's at right now. Uh, face reality said AD SWAT team alert: six blocks. Dilo twenty five. Uh, Dilo was a plus twenty five, twenty four points, six threes. Unreal stuff. What a great night for the Lakers. Uh, this one says great effing game on all ends of the floor. I believe he meant, sh- meant shot making. He did, he, he did not. He replaced the O with another vowel. Podcast listeners can probably guess what happened. <laughs> shot making is so important in this league. If we can just be competent, we'll be good. And we need to run offense through Rui more in the half court. His mid-range game is too pure. Uh, not to. So what do you think? I've seen a lot of fans saying that Rui needs to be more involved on the offensive end. What do you think about Rui's utilization now that he's you know back into the mix coming off that injury, the concussion? You know, I think he plays to the flow of the game and I wouldn't want anything to be forced. And, you know, if he's got it, if he's got it going, yeah, feed him. But, I mean, you don't really necessarily need to force. Like, Rui is really, really good with, like, playing team ball and um, operating within the flow of the game. And then when they give him his moments, he takes he takes them and he makes the most of them. So I, I think that's great. And, and he is a guy that can step up, but at the same time, he's not going to disappear when it's not his time. And I think that's a, the perfect type of high-level role player you need. Yeah, and he's the he's I've called him the bailout guy on offense. He's the guy that you can throw him the ball 
uh, with five seconds in a shot clock and know that he can get you a decent look. And that is, there's a real art to that. There's a, a skill to it. And something that I think is uh, is very important for this team. And I, I think more than anything, there was, you know, people were getting a little bit uncomfortable. There was some, you heard the whispers that the Lakers overpay him. I think he's shown the last few games, like, no, he's still that guy. He still can come in there and put up points in bunches. He still can be a six, eight guy with seven, two, seven, three wingspan that can do some things for you on the glass and, and all of that. I think he's going to be just fine. And I think he's going to be an important part. I know people are frustrated. He hasn't played quite enough, but that's also part of the beauty of the Lakers having wing depth. This is what happens, right? When you've got actual wing depth that you can have a talented player that you think should get a few more minutes and doesn't need to because you've got so many other wings out there. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. It, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. All right, let's um, let's do this because we haven't... Oops, they want to put up the stat sheet again. Let's talk about this. This is the screen I'm looking for right now. And this is what happened... Because I got to get your professional opinion here. <laughs> I think I know where you're going with that. <laughs> In the Wolves game, once we take a look at this guy, Draymond. So, again, I'm, I don't have the video up of this because typically we're going to get flagged if we put, put video up from an NBA feed. But essentially, what happened, you had McDaniels and Clay get tangled up. They kind of do a little dosey do, spin each other around. Clay's jersey's getting ripped. And then out of nowhere, like Draymond just runs in and throws on the Ted DiBiase sleeper hole <laughs> there and like tries to walk away with him. Like he just grabs him and starts walking away as though he was just going to take Rudy Gobert into the back, take him out of the arena, just take him with him. What, what the hell was going on? What is this all about? Well, I, the first thing I was going to say is that's a really crappy master lock. Like if he was <laughs> trying is. to give him the master lock of the night award, like, I mean, Draymond, you have not been watching enough of your Chris Masters matches. Um, <laughs> that's Draymond Green, man. <laughs> like, like for better or worse, that's Draymond Green. You, I love it. I think it's it's great. Like this is this is the the basketball that I want to see. I love that he tried to walk off with it. <laughs> that's so good. If what you was haven't it? seen was the, the video, water of it, you need to see the video of it. Yeah, what was going? Is this because it was the tournament or what? I don't know. And it wasn't like like it was McDaniel's and Clay. It was like Draymond has just always had it out for Gobert or something, and went, "Oh, here's my chance." Yeah, yeah. Like he's like, "I've been waiting a couple seasons for this." <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it was. I, I don't know. I mean, the, the picture is hilarious, though. <laughs> like, so, like look at his face. Like he's really putting a yeah. lot into this. Yeah. <laughs> He sees the moment. Said, "I'm not passing up this opportunity." How how many games? Given that it's Draymond, because this matters, right? When the NBA is looking at this, he's oh, yeah. got a history of this. I I would assume a suspension is coming. How many games do you think he gets suspended? Uh, I should probably watch the video before I really give it. Okay, but I'm gonna just based off what I'm hearing. He's got. He's probably going to get at least what, maybe three games. That's what I was thinking too. I was thinking maybe three. Yeah. Just because it's Draymond and he's gotten in. You know, he's had some some issues in the past and everything. So, yeah, I could see he, that he that happening. He, he didn't hit him low though, right? Uh, no, no, not as far as I know. Hey, so not as far, I not mean, as far as I know. We're we're improving. There, there you go. <laughs> it's be gross. Like, hey, we were going to give you five, but. You didn't hit them low, so you're 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 growing. You're like you're getting better, so we're gonna give you three. Growing by not going for the groin, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, Draymond. Okay, well, that was definitely surreal. The Lakers had their own incident where Santi Aldama, for some reason, he gets a. a I think the, the Lakers scored. AD scores, and then Aldama grabs the rebound, and rather than step back behind the baseline to you know inbound the ball like you normally would do. He took the ball and he kind of like pushed it into AD and kept stepping forward. So AD just kind of pushed him. And you can say Aldama flopped or, or whatever. He absolutely um, flopped. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I agree. It was it was a <laughs> flop. But uh, but he gets thrown to the ground. And AD picks up, picks up the tech. Then Desmond Bain comes over. D'Angelo Russell gets involved. I don't know if it was just the night, if it's the tournament or what it was. But I can tell you this. We've questioned whether or not this Lakers team has tough guys. 
has the, the guys that have that dog in them, as the kids like to say. To me, this was actually kind of refreshing to see the league. Not that I want to see guys getting texts and stuff all the time, but seeing this edge to them, I think was a positive. Yeah, I was a little bit worried that, that it could lead to an ejection. But aside from that, I feel the exact same way. I, I love it. I love it when games get chippy. And I particularly love seeing somebody like Anthony Davis, who is a very easygoing, yeah. laid back type of guy, fired up and kind of a little bit pissed off. Uh, and I, again, I don't know if he just doesn't like the Memphis Grizzlies, <laughs> you know, but that was just a different AD today, you know, yeah. and, and I don't know if maybe that moment triggered it or what it was, but, you know, on his dunks, there was something more behind it on his blocks. I mean, he just played with a lot of intensity, a lot of like, just th there was, there was something there tonight. And, and again, maybe it was the tournament, whatever it was. I, I, I just loved it though. You know, and we didn't get any ejections, <laughs> five technicals for that moment. By the way, uh, yeah, five technicals. Uh, that one was on AD, one on uh, Santi Aldama, one on Desmond Bain, one on D'Angelo Russell, and one on Taylor Jenkins. Five technicals, one free throw. <laughs> so, um, yeah, what a moment! Uh, absolutely, absolutely. It was a. It was nice to see some fire though from the yeah. from the team. Just as long as it doesn't happen all the time. Francisco said. Steve Kerr gave this explanation for why Draymond went after Rudy. Said Rudy had his hands on Clay's neck. I just checked the the video. He said that's why Draymond went after Rudy. I just checked the video. For a moment there, Gobert does kind of reach out almost like he was just going to like kind of Frankenstein grab Clay or something. <laughs> yeah. But then yeah, right? But then but then he just kind of wraps an arm around him like he was just kind of give him a little bit of a hug like he was trying to break it. It wasn't malicious, but I guess I could see where in the moment if for a split second there maybe it looked like he was going to go for his neck or something, but Gobert definitely didn't do that. He just kind of went to go wrap his arms around him to stop the, the fight. He was definitely trying to play peacemaker, but uh, Draymond saw that and just went flying in and, you know, put him in the sleeper hold or whatever that was. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if the NBA is <laughs> going to completely buy that though. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> At least he didn't hit him in the growing. That's right. <laughs> so I can keep coming back to him. He didn't like Bobby Hill him, you know, like <laughs> give me back my purse. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that episode. Oh, that's a classic. Oh yeah. Great reference. Great reference. <laughs> Justin <laughs> said, wasn't this the team? The Clippers couldn't beat LOL with their four hall of famers. Hope they're enjoying their six game losing streak. I love the Clippers shade in here. Yes. Yes, that is the Memphis Grizzlies that beat the Clippers. Uh, Jay Aquino said the Lakers are 14-2 when D'Lo scores 18 or more points. Yeah, pro probably not a coincidence. I mean, if you get a good game out of D'Lo, because you know you're usually going to get a pretty solid performance out of LeBron and AD, so if you get a, a solid scoring night out of D'Lo, it stands to reason that you're probably going to win that game. Yeah, makes sense to me. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, Janos said, Master Lock Draymond Green, WTF is this guy doing? He should be suspended for a few games out of his mind. Yep, we just went over over that one, but appreciate the, the chat. And yes, I think he is going to get suspended. Uh, Rui getting super confident. Scary. Finally, Hayes. Oh my gosh. If we did a play of the game award, which some nights we wouldn't be able to use in the worst nights, but but tonight, that lob that Austin Reeves threw to Jackson Hayes, when he threw that, I was, again, I was doing the play-by-play. I was in the middle of saying, oh no, this what a bad pass. And somehow Jackson Hayes just explodes and like grabs the thing from the heavens and <laughs> throws it down. I thought there was no, when the ball left Austin's hands, I thought it was going into the first round. I thought there was no chance Jackson Hayes was getting to it. And somehow he gets there and throws it down. It wound up being an incredible, incredible dunk. And finally, we got to see that athleticism out of Jackson Hayes that everybody's been you know talking about since summer. Yeah, it was incredible. And, and not only that one, but off the missed free throw where he, he got his own rebound and jammed yeah. that one. Uh, Jackson Hayes is fun to watch. And, and he's like, this is what you heard about him, right? You know, his super athletic, really good with his dunks and, and, you know, the, the guy can throw it down. And so it's, it's great to actually see it um, in the minutes he gets and, and he's making the most of them. Yeah, he, he did certainly in this game, there have been moments too, where he's, you know, he fouls a lot. And sometimes you, he did like last game, he did not finish well, but then you get these, when he just gets, when he gets a, a, a clear runway, my goodness, there, there are a few bigs in the NBA that can explode and dunk a ball like he can absolutely incredible stuff from uh from him all right let's get to this one we do have the master lock of the night coming up in just a moment but uh cam looks the happiest we've seen in his career he certainly looks the most comfortable and there's there's been comments going around i want to say it was darvin i can't say 100 for sure i don't recall if it definitely was darvin or not but i think after last game where somebody said we just told cam it's time for him to get out of his own way and it's he just he's playing very free and this has been i think the best stretch of his career you know i'd have to maybe dig into his hawks days and things like that to say for certain but he sure seems like he's enjoying himself out there and he should be it feels like the best stretch at least since the hawks and yeah. the the thing with cam reddish is you know a lot of people have kind of said he hasn't really found his place yet right like he was he was on the hawks but he wasn't getting a ton of uh heavy rotation minutes on the regular and then he moved over to the Knicks he was traded there and you kind of thought he was there but you then you find out like they kind of never really actually or the coaching staff didn't really want him so he he wasn't really he didn't find a home there and then he was in Portland for a short period of time I've been a fan of Cam Reddish for a number of years I've said on this show I don't even know what team he was on, but I was like, oh man, I'd love to see him on the Lakers one day mm -hmm. just because I knew the potential was there with the defense and the, and the length and the size. And he just seemed like a guy that would play really well next to a LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And he's actually playing better than I even expected. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, I, I kind of said a few days ago, I was like, I think he might be this year's Lonnie Walker. Like, and now I've started to think like, oh man, he's, he's earning himself a lot of money. Like we're not going to be able to uh -oh. hold on to him, which is, like that's kind of a bummer too. So I mean, I'm really happy for him, man. Like it, mm -hmm. it's great to see, and I hope he keeps it up. Well, Tyler says Cam Reddish is the new KCP. Great win. I don't defensively, mm. he's a lot, he's bigger. He's a lot bigger than KCP is. Um, and he can only hit three, like he really only hits corner threes. You don't see the above the break threes so much. So I, I think there's some some key differences between these two guys. Again, KCP is like six, five Cam Reddish is six, eight can defend multiple wing positions, but nonetheless, maybe in terms of this is your, your perimeter defender and can occasionally knock in a three for you. Okay. I can kind of see that, that role, especially if he can keep hitting these corner threes, that's the key part here. We know defensively, he can do some good things for you. Can he continue to knock in corner threes? They don't expect him to shoot 60% from deep every single night, like he did tonight. But if he can shoot, somewhere between 35 and 40 percent on just corner threes that's that is good enough you know when you think about it he's kind of filling the role that we're hoping that we get from jared vanderbilt yes indeed like if, if jared vanderbilt can 
even just shoot like 35 per 34 35 percent on corner threes like he's a game changer for us and we will have him so hopefully he does <laughs> i ambiguous said finally want a blowout can we shoot like this every game he said obviously unrealistic <laughs> Oh man, that show would be nice. If they could shoot like this every game, then 18th championship, start clearing out the space for it. Uh, superstar of the night, I'm going to say LeBron, starting your role, D'Lo, Masterlock, Aldama, slash the whole Grizzlies team. They're annoying. So we'll get to the Masterlock in a minute. But notice that we are here now 40 minutes into the show and we haven't really talked about LeBron. You're right. And that's a great thing because he didn't really have to do much. And coming off of an injury and on the on the first night of a back-to-back, this is exactly what you want. It was perfect. And LeBron had some spring to him, though, tonight. Mm-hmm. Like, he played with a lot of, like, I don't know. There was just, like, there was more excitement or more. He just seemed to enjoy himself a lot more. He was in a better he was, mood. He was mic'd up. He was mic'd up. Maybe that's, that's what it was. was. Yeah, I I enjoyed that actually. Just listening to him talk, and uh, it was pretty funny. Um, a lot of the stuff he was he was saying, but yeah, he just had a lot of spring today, and and I wasn't expecting that coming off of an injury. So hopefully that's a good sign that he's good. Um, and most of all, like you said, it, it's great that he didn't have to like put his foot on the gas too much because tomorrow is going to be a tough game. You know, the Sacramento mm-hmm. Kings they're 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 a really tough team. And I'm hoping that we didn't just leave everything out on the floor tonight and we yeah. go out and lay an egg tomorrow. Yeah, especially because the Lakers should have revenge on their mind against Sacramento, who beat them in overtime uh, last time these two teams played. So this is going to be a big one. Again, the Lakers now above 500. They're 6-5. and five. It'd be nice to see them pick up a win against particularly a, a Western Conference rival right now. I think Memphis has kind of fallen by the wayside. I don't know. You know, Jaw's going to come back eventually, and maybe they make a push at that point. But a win over Sacramento could be really important when we start looking at you know playoff seating and all of that. We're not there yet, but down the road, we're going to look back at this game as being a pretty important one when they play Sacramento tomorrow. All right. So, Sky, the chat is saying we need to call it the TKO of the night tonight. The TKO of the night, huh? <laughs> that, that's what they say. What 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 should we call it when, we, when we've got you on? Well, I should just ask you, what what do you think it should be? with i i think we should stick with master lock of the night okay that that is the iconic we're not changing the larry o'brien award you know like we're we're sticking with the great masterpiece chris masters i would never take that away from him uh i appreciate everyone like maybe with tko or scorpion deathlock but master lock of the night i let's let's keep it i I like that one all right we're gonna roll with it here we go Master Lock of the Night. All right, for anybody who is new and doesn't know how this works, the Master Lock is where we take whatever was the most annoying thing from the game and we get to vent a little bit. We select whatever we thought was the most annoying thing to be put in Chris the Masterpiece Masters finishing hold, the Master Lock. Again, anybody who's new, Chris, especially in the formative days of the show, was on all the time. Still talk to him a few times a week. Um, he does a, a fantastic things and he is a huge, huge Lakers fan. So we named this award after him, the master lock of the night chat. Let me know what should get master locked from this game. You guys are already firing it off. Telling me what you thought was the most annoying thing from this hard to find a lot of annoying things from, <laughs> from this game and such yeah. a blow up. In. But sky, what are you going with for your pick? I think I'm going to go with Desmond Bain. Because he's always kind of an irritant for the Lakers. And the fact that he got in Anthony Davis's face, and I do believe what you said earlier, that he was trying to get him that second technical and get him out of the game. Mm -hmm. I get it. Smart play. But you're kind of a jerk for doing that. So (laughs) let's throw him in the master lock. Let's cinch it in tight. Let's link the hands and crank that thing as hard as we can. Everybody's talking Pause. about Bane's. Everybody's talking about Bane's arms. <laughs> T-Rex arms, yeah. <laughs> That's what's popping up in the in the chat right now. Masterlock Desmond Bane T-Rex arms. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be tough actually, right? I mean, that was that was a real conversation that we had around the draft about whether or not that was going to be an issue because he doesn't have much of a wingspan because he doesn't, you know, most NBA players have, you know, well like even Rui Hachimura, it's, you know, 6'8 with a 7'2, 7'3 wingspan. 
Des as the other way, but um, <laughs> it's like six five with a five five seven <laughs> right <wingspan. laughs> with a five six. <laughs> 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 oh, Des, and he's uh, actually a really nice guy. I, I've interviewed him a couple of times. Is he? He's, oh, he's, a, good he's a good dude. That's he's a good, good dude. Um, but anyway, <laughs> let's. <laughs> my pick for uh, for master lock of the night. I'm going with Santi Aldama for for trying to push that ball at at AD, whatever that was all about, and then the flop. I'm going with Santi Aldama. I'll take the low hanging fruit on that one, and uh, and give him the master lock. A lot of the chat was picking him as well. So we'll go with uh, we'll go with Santiago. They're still going on uh, on the Desmond Bain arms thing. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> um, oh. By the way, I, I do need to address this. So the chat. Oh, there it is. Uh, I thought I'd flown past. Jose said I must be banned or something. Two games that my super chats get ignored. So again, for anybody who doesn't know, with the super chats, we're gonna get to all of them. We may not get to all of them on this show. In fact, I can tell you we won't. So what's going to happen is whenever we can't get to all of them, we put them on the next show. Now, for tomorrow, obviously, there's a game coming up pretty quick, right? There's a game in less than 24 hours. So that means I'm going to do a bonus show tomorrow, and I'll get to to all of them. We will get to them. Um, also, keep in mind that when I'm into the, the chat questions and comments and stuff, especially when I'm over on the Super Chat side, I'm way behind. So people see me looking at the screen, and they assume that what's live right now on their screen is also what I'm looking at. And that's usually not the case. So just keep that in mind. I, by no means, I'm not ignoring anybody or trying to not read anybody's chat question. If it doesn't make it onto this show, it'll get on to the next show. Just you know, be, be aware of that. We do appreciate all the super chats that come in. And any that we don't get to, I make sure we put them on that next show that we do. It's usually not a live show, though. It's a recorded show but still goes out. Questions will still get, get answered on there. And I will double down and say, this is a great time for everyone to subscribe and hit the bell for notifications. I have my notifications on when I, I get pop-ups, Lakers nation uh, posts every day. And I do know Trevor does do bonus pods and he dress, addresses every super chat and comment. And so I, I love watching those. So you should as well. Well, thank you very much, Sky. I do, I do appreciate it. Yeah, whenever there's there's breaking news or anything like that, like we are we are on top of it. Um, much to the chagrin of of my wife, <laughs> be, so, like, hey, do you want to go out to lunch? Yeah, sure. Oh, nope. Yeah. <laughs> Zach, Zach Levine just hit the trade market. Gotta yeah. go. <laughs> it's a lot of fun in the summer too. <laughs> Free agency. It's just like, yeah. oh, they're up again. <laughs> they're yep. on again. Like, it's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She. There was one. One day, it was. Why were you? Re, why were you recording at like three in the morning? Kevin Durant got traded in the middle of the night. What are you going to do? <laughs> Sorry, there's nothing yeah. I can do about it. It's this crazy NBA world. Subscribe. Hit the bell. Subscribe and hit that bell. Yes. That 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 was the main point. That was the main. <laughs> that was the main point there. Okay. Let's get into a few more of these questions and comments here. Where did I, I leave off? Oh, speaking of Zach Levine hitting the trade market, by the way, if the Lakers had lost tonight, we'd be here. We'd be answering so many co comments and questions about can the Lakers trade for Zach Levine? But Legend said, I want the Lakers to buy low on Caruso. What do you think about a Alex Caruso trade? The math works around Gabe Vincent, and then you probably got to plus it up with something. Are you interested if you're the Lakers? I'm very interested. I think he would fit great with this team. The like originally, you know, I've been thinking about Caruso since he left. I was a huge, huge fan. Love him. Um, and I think now that they stagger D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves, because it was kind of like one of those things where it's just like, ah, oh, well, would you play all three of them at some point? Like that might be a little small. Mm -hmm. But now that they kind of stagger those two, like you can kind of, if you wanted to, you can start AC next to D'Lo and then he finishes next to Reeves or you can bring one of them off the bench. Like there's, it makes a lot of sense. And I think he would fit in so, so well. And, and, and to have that guy that you can put on the Jamal Murray's and uh, those types of players of the world. And I mean, he's just, He's a phenomenal player. He's he's even better now than he was when we had him, and he would be great. To, it, it would be a great story to have him as a comeback. Yeah, 
for sure. Yeah, it would definitely be great to see him back. I think his skill set fits very well with what the Lakers could could definitely use. I like Zach Levine, but he's got his contract is so large that you're having you're having to drastically remake this team if yeah. you go get somebody like Zach Levine. And I'll tell you what, he's got four years under contract. The last year's a player option, forty million plus every single season. It's like forty nine million in the final year. If you're going to go get Zach Levine, you have to be convinced of two things. You have to be convinced, number one, that he's the guy that's going to put you over the top this year. And number two, that he's the guy you want to pair with Anthony Davis in an eventual post-LeBron future. And I don't know for sure that I can check either of those boxes right now with Zach Levine, and I like him. But with that contract, you have to be sure that that's what he is. I think it's much safer to do a smaller trade and go get a guy like Alex Caruso or even a medium-sized trade and go after a guy like DeMar DeRozan if the Bulls decide to sell rather than go for Zach Levine. Yeah, I agree. And, I, and I'm and i a big Zach Levine fan. I, I love Zach Levine. And if we had one contract or one big contract and a slightly smaller contract that we could throw at at him, and then I would say, yeah, let's, like, let's get in the race. But the fact that we would have to give up you know, I had a friend ask me earlier and I'm like, I don't know. Like, I think it would be like D'Lo and Rui and probably Gabe. And like, it's like you're, you'd have to like really, really stack some contracts to get to there. And we've already been down that road and it wasn't pretty. So let me, let me ask you this guy, because we talked about Caruso and if you get him, you know, you can put him in next to D'Lo, you can put him in next to Reeves. But what about Gabe? Because to me, it feels like the Lakers have, they've found something here with staggering Reeves, staggering D'Lo. And not only has that allowed D'Lo to be the guy that's handling the ball when he's on the floor and Reeves to be the guy when he's on the floor, they still overlap a little bit, but they kind of get their own segments of the game to go do their thing. So you've got that benefit, but it's also had the benefit of allowing the Lakers to take advantage of their wing depth by creating one more spot open on the floor to put in a wing. In this case, it's been Cam Reddish, but the Lakers have such great wing depth you're putting in an extra wing. When Gabe Vincent comes back, what do you do? Because if you put him into the guard rotation, then we're seeing more situations where it's D'Lo and Gabe, and that's one less wing. I don't know if that's the best thing for the team. So how do you handle Gabe Vincent coming back? Yeah, that's going to be tough. I think we're going to have to see it before we truly know how it's going to work. And and I don't want this to sound like I'm like, let's get him out of here, but... I think the fact that his money does work in an Alex Caruso trade or something like that, mm -hmm. some type of a smaller deal, I think he would kind of be the odd man out if they made some sort of a deal this year. Because like you said, it's working so well, staggering D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves. And they're both playmakers, so you don't really need that other playmaker coming off the bench, you know, and 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 you know, Gabe isn't really like a big time playmaker anyway. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of like, where does he fit? You know, and I can, I think we're going to have to see it before we truly get it. And it would be easier to find the fit. I think if he was a true defensive specialist, like he's okay defensively, but he's not like Caruso level. Cause that's a guy where you say, Oh, well, we're playing Jamal Murray tonight. We're playing De'Aaron Fox tonight. We're playing whoever go be a pest on this player. That's not like Gabe. Gabe's better at it than D'Lo is, or better at it than Reeves is, but it's not like his true calling card. So I think it would make sense if you could make that swap to to do it and to get that true defensive specialist, and then you can use that guy in, in those key situations. Otherwise, it's it's hard to see where Gabe gets back in the mix. Now, again, he's not a seven percent three point shooter, which is what he is statistically right now. It's possible he comes back on a heater, and we're all singing his praises, and I hope that happens. But right now, the team seems to have found something going with these bigger lineups, more wings out on the floor. And if I'm Darvin Ham, I'm very reluctant to break that up. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's see. We've got uh, Ree said, glad Braun got all that rest. Good chance he plays tomorrow. Guys think Lakers uh, Grizz a rivalry now. I mean, I think there's a better chance he plays tomorrow since LeBron got to rest so much. And he did say his calf in the post game. he said his calf was feeling better as the game went on. So that's a good sign too. So I'm feeling fairly optimistic that LeBron plays. Darvin Ham would not commit to an answer on that just yet, which as as expected. But I'm feeling pretty good that uh, that LeBron gives it a go unless he wakes up in the morning and the calf is super tight or something. 
Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's probably going to be dependent on how he feels when he wakes up tomorrow. Yeah. And he'll probably go to the building and have a little workout and, and get checked out by the training staff. And then they'll make the decision there. My guess is he's going to play. You know, um, he, he looked good tonight. He, he, he looked loose. He did not look like a person that was laboring. Um, so, you know, I'm fully expecting he will play tomorrow. And then are the Lakers and Grizzlies a rival? I'm I'm gonna say no. I don't think they're I don't think they qualify as a rivalry. The Memphis even, teddy bears. <laughs> even even with AD seeming to, you know, not like playing the or not like the Grizzlies much, I still don't have them as a rival. But I like that. The Memphis teddy bears. Uh what a shooting performance. <laughs> Superstar of the night is the whole team. LFG Lakers. Let's go, Scorpio. Welcome back. Well, Absolutely. thank you. I love being here. We'll do a few more before we do wrap things up. Remember, for anybody who missed it earlier, there is not going to be a Lakers Nation post-post game show tonight. Sean Davis is under the weather. Hopefully, he'll be back in action tomorrow. We'll see how he's feeling. But so, unfortunately, there will be no Lakers Nation post-post game show for you guys tonight. So, it's just the, the traditional Lakers Nation live after the game for this one. All right, let's get to Bayou said, win easy if you can shoot, rebound, and defend well. Shocker. True, but like this may very well wind up being the best shooting night the Lakers have all season. I mean, they tied the franchise record and made threes. It's easy to say just shoot the ball extremely well, but I think we also have to keep in mind like how extraordinary of a shooting performance this was. Yeah, what would, what did you say it was like 62%? Yeah. Yeah. Like nobody's really doing that. I mean, nobody's doing that on the regular, you know? Right. Uh, so we definitely need to lower our expectations when it comes to that. I mean, we, we, we just want to be able to shoot respectably and, and, you know, to where the defense has to not leave us wide open and dare us to shoot. That's really all we need. Bob Daniels calls them the Care Bears. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's a good one. I like that one. Care Bears. I like that one. Care Bear State. Remember yeah. that back in the day? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The gummy yep. bears. Oh, the <laughs> bouncing here and there and everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Davion Park said stress-free dub. Now AD and Braun should play tomorrow night. Rui continues to prove he needs con consistent minutes and a role like Austin. Cam is real. It's a great problem to have when you've got more players than you have minutes for those players. It's a great problem. Yeah. All that wing mojo moved from one locker room in uh, crypto.com to another one, right? Like, you know, the Clippers used to have all the wings, and now we do. It's great to see. It's great yeah. to see. Uh, Anthony Griffith said, Rui, just completely unaware of breaking the franchise record. He annoyed me with those jumpers at the end. Why not just try to, to break the record? Because he wasn't aware of it. Like, clearly, I think had the Lakers known, because people, the, the guys don't have in their heads, hey, our franchise record in threes is 22. We've got 22. One more and we break it. I, I think it was pretty clear they didn't know. And that's why they kept settling for jumpers. At home, we know because the broadcast is telling us and everything. And so it's frustrating. The guys on the floor had no idea. So they're just going out there playing basketball. So I can't be annoyed at Rui or anything. Like, he didn't know about it. And it's not something you would expect him to know. It's not like, you know, if you're if it's a tie game and you think you're down one and you foul and oh he should have known what the score was, you don't the guys don't know stuff like this off the top of their heads. And then Jose said Delo loves third quarters against the Grizzlies. <laughs> yes, he does. Last one we'll do. I love this. No hairstylist touching AD's head for the rest of the season, please. Fro AD is a beast. Great win. Sky. Is it the hair? Is that what it is? Maybe it is the hair. Ah, like, like that, there might be something to it. I mean, it, it kind of was like that with Austin Reeves. You know, he had the wild right. hair, wasn't playing that great, got his little hair cut done, and now he's hooping. So, um, yeah, I mean, if that's the case, then Anthony Davis, please do not let anyone touch. Do not put one braid in that hair for the rest of the season until the playoffs are over. And uh, let's just see where we where we end up. Yes, yes, that's it exactly. Because, look, if there is something to Austin Reeves' powers being tied to his hair, then, yeah, 
you want to make sure that you that you already always have that perfect haircut going for him. If it's AD, the fro is what truly unleashes him. Nobody cut that hair. We're <laughs> we're just let that thing grow. It's, he's going to be looking like Ben Wallace by by April, but that's but that'll be just fine as long as they're winning games. Deep as long point. as they're winning games. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for us tonight, but I do appreciate everybody for joining us. Lakers play again tomorrow, taking on the Sacramento Kings. See if they can continue this win streak, three-game win streak right now for the Lakers. They are back to being above 500. Let's see if they can continue to build on this against the Kings. Sky, always a blast. Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I, I love doing the show. And everybody, thanks for joining us. Coming in from YouTube, from Facebook, from X Podcast listeners over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Thank you guys for joining as well. Make sure you guys are subscribing across platforms. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.